Today in Science from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Spoken Edition of Wired. Today's briefing is brought to you by NetSuite by Oracle, the cloud-based business management software that gives you the visibility and control you need to grow. NetSuite is offering their free guide, Seven Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits, at netsuite.com smart. Nature deserves legal rights and the power to fight back. By Clive Thompson. In the summer of 2014, Marky Miller discovered she'd been drinking toxic coffee. Miller lives in Toledo, Ohio, where fertilizer runoff from farms had caused blooms of toxic cyanobacteria in Lake Erie, her water supply. The city issued an alert at 2 a.m., but by the time Miller saw it, she'd already been sipping her morning java. I'm like, shit, what did I just expose myself to? She says. The warning not to drink or wash in the tap water lasted for two days but the anger did not subside quickly. Miller started meeting with other residents to figure out how to protect their water, but what to do. There aren't great options for individual citizens to take legal action when a lake has been wrecked. You could sue a polluter for polluting or a government agency for neglecting its regulatory duties, but even if you won, the damages would be too small to be a deterrent. You could assemble a class-action suit of hurt residents, but that's a ponderous and uncertain process. The real and wretched problem, of course, was that the lake itself was polluted, and individuals can't sue over that. In the eyes of the law, they don't have a standing. That's when one activist raised an idea. What if the lake itself had a standing? What if the citizens of Toledo passed a law giving it legal rights? So, Working with advice from the Community Environmental Legal Defense Fund, the residents wrote the Lake Erie Bill of Rights and convinced 60% of Toledoans to vote for it. In the spring of 2019, it became law. Now, anytime the lake is polluted, a city resident can sue on its behalf. The idea of giving personhood to nature has been slowly gaining adherence. Environmentalists have prodded governments and courts to award rights to lakes, hills, rivers, and even individual species of plants. The New Zealand Parliament has given rights to the Wanganui River, while Colombia has made the Paramo de Pisba region in the Andes, threatened for years by mining, a subject of rights. About three dozen towns across the U.S. are passing Toledo-style bills, 
and the Florida Democratic Party lists the rights of nature in its party platform. This sounds like a plot device ripped from an Ursula de Guin sci-fi novel. No? Bodies of water throwing it down before the judge. Your Honor, the river objects to this line of questioning. But it's not as weird as it sounds. In 1972, the legal scholar Christopher Stone wrote a paper called Should Trees Have Standing? in which he pointed out that courts have long recognized entities that possess rights but require someone to sue on their behalf, from corporations to ships to children. What's more, the concept that nature has a discrete identity of its own is thousands of years old. Pretty much every indigenous culture has such a tradition. Indeed, indigenous groups have been at the forefront of this legal movement. It was the New Zealand's Maori who advocated for the Wanganui's rights, and who now serve as legal guardians for the river. In 2018, the White Earth Band of the Chippewa Tribe in Minnesota gave legal rights to wild rice in their tribal courts. The rice is part of our migration and creation stories, notes Frank Bibeau, a tribe member and lawyer. As intrigued as I am by the idea of mountains suing mining companies, though, I'm not sure the rights of nature will hold up in U.S. courts. Corporations are against it, one Ohio farm has sued to have the Lake Erie Bill of Rights struck down, claiming, among other things, that cities legally aren't allowed to create new types of felonies and that the bill reaches beyond Toledo's purview. There are multiple tiers of problems, as Yvonne Laseco, vice president of public policy for the Ohio Farm Bureau, tells me. Ohio's governor signed a budget bill with an amendment that seems aimed at invalidating Toledo's law. Even some indigenous thinkers aren't keen on the idea, arguing that these new laws could infringe their treaty rights. And there's some hubris here, too. How do we humans know what nature wants or if it cares if humans survive? Still, I think the approach is worth trying. The climate crisis is fully main stage, with California burning and Florida drowning. If we're going to forestall worse to come, we need innovation, not just in tech. More clean energy, resilient cities, genetically modified crops that need less fertilizer. But in law, the rule sets that architect our behavior. The deep value of the personhood movement isn't merely legal. It's cultural. We've spent generations regarding the wilderness as a bottomless box of Kleenex to be used and discarded at will. So we need a better way of talking about hills and forests and oceans. We need to see them with fresh eyes. Indigenous wisdom got this right millennia ago. If we're going to rein in our abuse of nature, we need to see it as our equal. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.